Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. God's Word today is likened, well, it's a fact, it's likened to four kinds of soil, or I should say how it's received. This Word of God and its work upon you, it's resistible. God suffers his word to be trampled upon, to be snatched away, to be withered, and to be choked. Which then begs the question, how is anyone able to receive God's word and believe it? That is to be the fourth kind of soil, the quote-unquote good soil. Well, the word of God is trampled by those who reject it. There is a cacophony of voices shouting opposition to your faith. You can probably think of a few oppositions to being a Christian. Maybe you've heard it said that the Christian faith is opposed to science. Or you have heard that faith in Jesus Christ is just synonymous with any kind of religious faith. Maybe you've heard it said that Christianity is a nice sentiment or emotional therapy. Maybe you've been told that all the violence that has been done in the name of faith was done in the name of religion, even the Christian faith. Perhaps you've been told that your faith is misogynistic, hateful, antiquated. And perhaps, too, you've been tempted to believe these lies. After listening, the Word of God is easy prey to be snatched away by Satan from you. Jesus also says today that the soil of your heart can be hardened to God's Word. The Word of God that you have heard and received joyfully then is not allowed to take root. And when the fierce heat of all of your pet vices get too intense, you crumble, you wither. You struggle with God's own word rather than let it take root. And maybe it's the debilitating illness that becomes just too overwhelming, that illness contradicting the promises of God to you. Maybe it's your despair over what you've left undone or the things that you have ignored around you that need your love and attention. Or maybe it's an unknown future. It feels like it's haunting you. And so when the going gets rough, the first thing that you let fail is the faith in Jesus. Really the only thing that would help. Turning instead to all the helps around you. Jesus also tells you that there are thorns that rise up and seek to struggle, excuse me, strangle 
your faith. Again, that's, again, that sort of despair when you're in need can overwhelm your faith. Or you become distracted by the insatiable need to have more. Whether you are one of the haves or have-nots, your stuff or your lack of stuff, Jesus tells you today, distracts you from the one thing needful. That is faith in him and it is salvation. Elsewhere in the scriptures, Jesus tells you that the birds and the flowers have everything they need, so why do you wonder about your need? God will provide for you. Elsewhere, Jesus tells you, and he warns you rather, that storing up your wealth for a rainy day, well, it's just going to see moth and rust, decay and destruction. But you don't believe him. You hoard your wealth, or you despair of what you don't have, all the while neglecting the gift that you always have, his word, his kingdom, neglecting the neighbors around you that he has given you in their need. That's actually the condition of every human heart by nature. It's what we're born with. Cares and riches and pleasures, thorns and thistles, hardened hearts, easily trampled by the assaults of the devil. And apart from the work of God to open your ears and your heart to his word, you'd actually have nothing to do with it. Jesus cried out in today's gospel, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Who has ears to hear Jesus' word? No one. No one was listening. They heard what he said, but they didn't take it to heart. They didn't believe it. They didn't trust him. As he spoke the parable of the sower, there were many that heard. But it was only his disciples who turned to him later and said, what does this parable mean? Let it take root in our hearts. And to them, Jesus says, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, it remains in parables. So that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. You see, this knowledge of Jesus and what he has done for you, God's saving of you, is not something that can be comprehended by reason or strength. This knowledge cannot become by any of your powers of observation, and it's not found in any other place. Because Jesus saving you is received only by his word alone and through faith alone. God the Father speaks his word, Jesus Christ, and by the power of the Spirit, you believe him and you receive him. He does it all, start to finish. The fact that you have heard and believed the word at all today is actually a miraculous thing, a miraculous gift of God the Holy Spirit. Thus, St. Paul says, faith does not come from yourself. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the parable today is Jesus' means for you to show that there are going to be real challenges. There are real challenges for you and to your faith. You all experience them in different ways, and you know their threats. But today there is good news. Jesus' word is not powerless against these threats, against your doubts and despairs, even against you hardening his heart your heart. 
Because Jesus is a bountiful sower that keeps sowing his word everywhere, whether they want it or want it not. Even when you are hardened, he softens you by that very word, his holy law. Even when you are a stony path, he refuses, and you refuse to let his word have its way with you, he crushes you with the blows of his own word's hammer. When you are distracted by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, he doesn't leave you to them. He rather invades into your despair and greed and distractions and rips them all out by their roots. St. Paul describes what God does to your completely untillable, rocky and thorny hearts. He says, I planted, Apollos watered, and God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God gives the increase. Or to say it another way, God's the one who does it all. Through his word, in his church, and by his preachers, Jesus comes along and sows his word. And with his word, he tills, crushes, and weeds out your heart. He tends to you daily by his word, so that your trust in him would grow. And he works in you a word that bears fruit, fruit for your neighbor, and his love for him, again, coming by his word. And this word, which he has begun in you, will reach its full harvest on the last day. So knowing that the multitudes have not yet received his good planting, Jesus said to his disciples, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We can extend this parable into the work of Christ's church. He does the work of planting and harvesting through the office of the ministry within the Holy Christian Church. This too is a gift to you, not just the word, but those whom he sends with his word to do his work. This congregation and the servants he has called here, they too are a gift to you. So what do they do? What am I called to do as your pastor? God's holy law is to be proclaimed to you, to reveal all the hidden evils in your own heart for what for which you are ashamed and guilty. By the preaching of his word, he uncovers your black heart, the desires of your flesh, the duplicity of your thoughts, your unbelief. But God does this, this is his alien work, we say, to show you his proper work, that is, to forgive you, your great need for salvation. He accomplishes this salvation. He overcomes your flesh and all the enemies that would seek to undermine his word simply by proclaiming to you the full and for complete forgiveness of your sin through the suffering and death of Jesus crucified for you. By his word of gospel, he reveals to you how he has purchased and won for you salvation from sin, from death, and the torments of the devil. Or to put it another way, you are forgiven in the holy name of Jesus. And over and over, not just through words, but words attached to means, he forgives you. This gospel forgiveness was given to you in your baptism. As Paul says, do you not know that all of you who have been baptized 
into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. When you confessed your sins and received absolution, it was that old Adam that was drowned again and buried. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And when you are given to eat of Christ's body and blood, he tells you that there forgiveness and new life is given and shed for you. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, not everyone can understand Jesus' parabolic sayings. Not on first hearing, maybe. Their meaning is not always immediately apparent. And Jesus is not a very good farmer. His farming style defies reason. But Jesus speaks in such a way, he uses these counterintuitive parables really to show you how counterintuitive the whole story of the church, rather his ministry and your salvation is. It seems to us that he's quite wasteful and that he wastes his word upon us and upon others. But your Lord and his word and his work does not behave according to your law or the laws of this fallen world. At best, looking around, you can only see pale imitations of this kind of steadfast love and never-ending mercy, never leaving or forsaking. But that's precisely who your Jesus is, driven by his grace, mercy, peace, and love, always, until he comes again. So despite the way that maybe you were indicted today by God's word, as you heard of those great dangers and the way that you allow those dangers to undermine faith, take heart, dear Christian. Christ Jesus today is here again in your hearing to give you hear, ears that hear and tongues to confess his holy name. He has, by his very word, tilled your hard heart, crushed your rocky soil, and weeded out every care of this world from you so that your eyes would be fixed upon him and that your entire faith, hope, and love would be in Jesus Christ and his salvation of you alone. So the sower went out to sow and he has accomplished that which he set forth to do for you. Thanks be to Jesus in his holy name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.